brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. What's up, Dream Builder? We are back again with another episode that I am excited to bring to you because today we're going to talk about one of my favorite words, and that is pivoting. And we have the queen of pivoting right now and reinventing yourself to go out and get that coin and make sure that you establish your credibility. So without further ado, please help me in welcoming my sister, Miss Brittany Janine to the show. You want to go ahead and say what's up to Dream Nation. Hey, Dream Nation. I'm super excited to be here. Let's get into this. I'm super pumped to talk about pivoting, all of that good stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's so relevant in today's world, and we'll definitely dive into it. But I always like to make sure that I give the proper introduction to every one of my guests that come on the show. And the way that I do this is I compare us as thought leaders, entrepreneurs, to superheroes. And the reason being is because we're constantly flying around the world, we're putting on this cape, and we're trying to solve some of the world's biggest problems. Ooh. So what I do know is behind every superwoman, there is that Lois Lane. And my question for you is, behind the superwoman that we know as Brittany Janine, tell us who is the backside? Who is that Lois Lane? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I know I'm not going to give like a character here, but I'm, I'm definitely going to say my folks, my husband, my kids, that's it right there. Um, married for 11 plus years this year, have an eight-year-old daughter, Taylor, and my son, Aubrey, he is five months. In my shadow, I guess you can say that sounds kind of horrible, but in my shadow are my folks that are riding for me day by day, pushing me. And that's really what I thrive off of and moving my business forward. I love it. I love it. Now, for you, tell us how you got into helping entrepreneurs to be able to pivot in life. Was there a big moment that you had to take a pivot? What did oh you know it look like for you of how you came to doing what you're doing today? Yeah, for sure. So I always like to ask, like, you want the long version or the short version here? But to be honest with you, people come into your space and they see you as you are today. And that's not always the case. It took a journey for me to get to where I am now. And so often I'm like, guys, you won't believe this, but I actually started as a wedding planner. Mm -hmm. And so folks 
like a wedding planner, but planning my own wedding. I was like, I'm good. I can organize. I got this. I was watching all of the shows at the time. I'll say yes to the dress. I can totally run this wedding planning business until I actually started to do it. I remember one of my first weddings. I lost the bride's father right when he's about to walk her down the aisle. And it was bananas. And I remember going home and saying, wait, wait, wait. What do you, what do you mean by you lost them? Like, where, where did you go? It was in Washington, D.C. We were at the Jefferson Memorial and uh, it's huge. And so she's literally walking. I can see her coming down. I'm like, where's her dad? Where's her dad? And I'm like freaking out. And so I'm like sweating. I I just don't have on the right clothes. I literally have my little walkie talkie. I just wanted to look the part. I have like a notebook, all that. And I'm like freaking out. And at this point in my head, I'm like, girl, you did not do anything to get yourself ready for today. And not to mention the night before we put together all her floral arrangements and because her florist had fell through. I'm just telling you, it was a disaster. And I left that day like, Brittany, what was that? So I told myself I was not an entrepreneur at this point. This is not for you, girl. Stay at your corporate job. And at the time, I actually worked at the Pentagon in communications. This is what my mom and dad told me I should be doing. Just let me just use my degree, stick here in this Pentagon, work myself up the ladder. But then I had my daughter in 2012 and I picked up a camera and I really wanted to continue taking pictures of her because she continued to change. Her face was changing. And then uh, family and friends, Brittany, man, you're really good at this picture thing. Can you take pictures from my LinkedIn? Can you do this? So before you know it, I'm I'm back in this entrepreneurial space with my Mm -hmm. photography business that I once again didn't plan for. And so when it comes to talking about pivoting, I can talk about it because I have legit pivoted from wedding planner to photographer to the, when I actually had to run my photography business, I didn't, I couldn't afford a brand designer. So I took to YouTube university. I taught myself web design. So guess what? Brittany, who did your branding? And so a lot of people actually came to know the Brittany Janine brand from my design. And so I was in the design space for about five, six years. And what I realized was that I was working with a lot of entrepreneurs who Their brand would be completely done, beautiful, but then they'd be afraid to launch. And I couldn't understand what was happening. And what was happening was they didn't have a plan. They knew what they wanted it to look like, but they didn't know who the business and the brand was for. And so we would have this beautiful presence just sitting, just waiting. And I was like, yo, what's going on? So I tapped into actually figuring out how I could use my education, my expertise, and really guide people to build plans that supported their business so that when they got to the point of launching their brand to the world, they were confident in it. And so that's how I got into the space of business coaching and pivot strategy and really just helping people to navigate and really to define like what their pivot is in a sense of making sure that they're fulfilling their purpose. I feel a lot of times we stay stuck in something just because we have the fear of the unknown. And honestly, it takes you like showing up for yourself and making it happen. Man, I love it. And what I think is so dope out of that is you you said in the beginning, like the morning of when I thought about how it went as a disaster for that first thing that you had, you said, hey, the problem is you failed to plan. So originally... Or or, or so essentially you plan to fail. So the reason why I think that's so relevant today is because for a lot of people, if they're trying to figure out what they can pivot into, look at what was a frustrating time for you and look at why did you fail in that moment? And it's okay. Failure comes with it, right? It comes with everything. And so out of a failure that you had and you recognizing it and you being honest with yourself, now you've created an amazing business. Right. Because now you could say I I experienced this. So if you are where I was, I can help you. 
this is how I got out of it. Now, when you decided you were going to get back in, how, I guess the second time around, how did you decide, like, now you know what your problem is. You, You didn't plan to, you didn't plan it the right way. So then let's look at it of how did you build your business plan off of this? Was there a mentor? Was there a coaching program? What did that look like for you? And, oh, I love to share on this. To be honest with you, I stayed in this bubble all by myself. And so I didn't learn the true meaning of community until later in entrepreneurship. And so that's why I said I stuck to this whole YouTube university. I can, I'm very type A. I can do this on my own. And so doing it on my own, wasn't the way, right? You need people in your corner, to be honest with you. So even in the second time around, my way was still no plans. Still, I'm going to run this photography business. I'm going to do it as I see it, but I still had no plan. And so ultimately you get to a point in business where you hit a brick wall, you're burnt out, nothing makes sense. You feel like, why am I doing this? Why am I here? And at that point you get to a moment where you're like, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to figure out what I'm doing wrong. Okay, I'm going to be in the room where some of the entrepreneurs or people that are like-minded are in, and I'm going to start to meet people. I'm going to start to connect. I'm going to start to network. And at that time, now I'm realizing, all right, girl, the missing piece is first people, connection, relationships, and then figuring out, okay, how can I add a little bit of juice that this person taught me and sprinkle that into my business? How can I add a little bit of this? And of course, it's a a dual exchange. However, how can I actually use my experiences in the world and in the, into, in the entrepreneurial world, so to speak, and bring that into my business? I tell all of my folks that I work with, sometimes we got to pop that bubble because that's a bubble that I lived in and it just kept me trapped, if, if for lack of better words. I love it. I love it. And you brought up the relationship piece. And I think for yeah. a lot of us, we get into this buzzword that we want to be an entrepreneur, but we find ourselves after year two, year three, year five, that we're really just solopreneurs because yeah. we don't understand the power of one relationships and two leveraging. We feel mm-hmm. like we got to do everything ourselves. So we stay small, not because we don't have the means to scale because our mindset is not focused on growth. Our mindset is focused on activity. And sometimes you got to be working outside of your business just as much as you're working inside of your business. And so I love that you said that. Now, where do you find when you're helping somebody, if I come to you and I say, listen, I'm in that corporate world right now, pandemic going on. I'm thinking they might even lay me off here in the next 60 days. I don't necessarily even know where I should start. Do I do an online business or should I like get, I don't know what to even do. What's the first thing that you should, that I should be probably looking at to even feel like, okay, I'm on the right path. Yeah. I like to say it's important that you tap into your core gift, right? Mm. So your core gift, the way I like to explain it is it's something that shows up no matter what you're doing, okay? So ultimately, my core gift, just to give you an example, is I have the ability to translate ideas into tangible outcomes. So whether I was planning a wedding, shooting a, a, a bride or a senior, or whether I was designing a website, an idea came to me and I had the ability to translate it into something that was tangible. And so if you can tap into what your core gift is, that can translate into any any role, position, business, idea, whatever the case may be. So think about it. If tomorrow I decide that I want to be an interior designer, I have an idea that comes to me and I can make that idea a tangible outcome. That's my core gift. So Mm. if you can find your core gift or something that has showed up in you every opportunity, every time you had a job, a position, whatever the case may be, if you can tap into that, that's where I want you to start. 
And Got then it. you can build from there. Got it. Okay. And so if somebody says, okay, I don't know exactly what my core gift is. I think I'm good at, at people. I think I'm good at people. Yeah. I can build like I, people seem to genuinely just like me. Yeah. And what, what, how, what's my next step? Yeah, for sure. But also you got to think about what are people always coming to you for? What do they always come to you for? And I'm trying to think for the person, right? Because I, I I think I can answer this, but I'm trying to answer for the person that's listening yeah. at this, that they're saying, I don't really know. People always come to me for connecting them to somebody else. I know a lot of people. So I'm good yeah. at people. I do a lot of networking events. People always come to me for connecting. Yeah. So I like this call. I like these something called brand definition. Okay. okay. It's called your what, why, how, and who. Okay. So if you're like, all right, I like to connect people. People always come. I'm the connection master. Okay. If somebody comes to you and that's what you do. All right. What do you do? Okay. I connect people. What, why do I do it? Okay. I do it because I love to be in a room full of people and seeing the magic happen amongst folks. Okay. What, why, how do you do it? Okay. All right. I do it because I have the ability to approach people in a very awkward situation, whatever your how is, what, why, how, and then who do you do it for? I love to do this for black female entrepreneurs, whatever the case may be. So maybe tap into your brand definition, your what, why, how, and who for the thing that people always come to you for. And that maybe mm. can be a starting point. Oh yeah. I love that. I love that. There, that Now somebody got something they can deal with right there. I think that there's so <laughs> much to build off of right there. That's, yeah. that's exactly what we wanted. So I hope somebody's taking heed to that because I think sometimes okay. there's some people's brains that they need it in more of a tangible, tactical form. Yeah. And I think right there is at least a starting point of or a foundation. Now for yeah. you, you've been able to help specifically, do you focus on helping coaches or who do you focus on helping when you go yeah. out and you say, I'm getting more clients? Yeah. So right now I focus on established entrepreneurs who are at that transitioning point in their business. Okay. So established meaning you've been in business four plus years, you've generated a certain level of income at this point. And now you're like, okay, Brittany, I'm at a point where I feel like it's a, I'm about to pivot, but I don't know what that looks like. And I don't want to compromise the revenue that I have been generating. And I don't want to compromise the hard work and the credibility that I've established. So for me, it's like, okay, now let's determine what type of pivot you're about to experience. Is it a micro pivot, a macro pivot, or a mega pivot? So a micro pivot is something very small. Perhaps you still want to do exactly what it is in your business, but perhaps you need to make an adjustment to the audience or the people that you serve. Okay. Mm -hmm. A macro pivot may mean, okay, I love what I do, but this whole business model isn't working. We're going to swipe it, wipe it clean and build something fresh. Perhaps you're no longer going to offer lower ticket offers. Maybe we're now going to go into the high ticket industry or a mega pivot is mostly what I've been doing all my life mm -hmm. is when you're like, okay, I no longer want to be a photographer. I'm legit about to be a brand designer now. And so you have completely changed everything that you're known for and actually building the plan that supports that. Got it. I love it. And so when somebody makes this, first off, is this something that you think somebody can make by themselves? Or do you think that they need a coach or they need a, because it's very hard a lot of the times to think if I think where a lot of people would want to say is I want to make a, me a mega pivot, especially if you're coming from corporate, it's like, oh, I'm just done with this. 
But it's very hard, especially if you have a lot of ambition and you're somebody who's not afraid of risk. If you're like, I'm a jump. Do you find that most people are afraid to take that big risk to a mega pivot and you need a coach or somebody to push you over the edge? Or do you find that it's the opposite in terms? What do you see most of the time when people come to you looking for help? Yeah, for sure. Honestly, most folks fear the pivot because it's that fear of the unknown. And so they need somebody in their corner to say, hey, you can do this. And so that's where I show up as a coach. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, too, there's a lot of mindset work. And there's also a lot of self-sabotaging that happens. You're actually making decisions based off of things that haven't even happened. People aren't going to buy at this price point. People are going to think that I'm crazy to shift markets. And people haven't even shown you that. So how are you actually making decisions based off things that have not happened? And so I definitely think that people need a coach because we can actually limit some of those negative thoughts that are coming in your head. And we can actually build a plan together so that you actually have step-by-step what your pivot will look like once it releases into the world. No, I love that. For somebody right now, and and I think this is relevant as well, because I've had a couple conversations with friends that are Uh thinking that they want to become coaches. Because everybody, and especially Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, a lot of people in that KBB space has taught people, you know, that it's good right now to get your expertise, your knowledge out there, because it's all needed by somebody. But the struggle when you're thinking about becoming a coach is one, I've even read that there's like 13 different types of coaches, like niches when it comes to coaching. So my question to you is when you first decided that you were going to become a coach, did you struggle with any type of imposter syndrome? And if you did, how did you overcome that? Because I think that's where a lot of people are struggling to get their voice out there because they're saying, who's going to listen to me when there's already 2000 other people that are well above and beyond where I'm starting right now? Yeah. I have this thing that I say is once I found out that I was the juice, I served it up organic and fresh squeezed. I literally had to tap into myself and say, Brittany, what makes you different from what's already on the market? I had to do my research. I had to do competitor analysis. I had to take it back to those times when I was in the classroom learning about these concepts and saying, okay, all right, this coach is here. Okay. Loving her. I love what what she's doing, but where's the gap? Okay, loving this coach. Okay, loving what she's doing, but where's the gap? And really identifying how I can fill the gaps that are not being served in my market. And so also a thing that I'm going to say yes to imposter syndrome. It's a real thing, right? You're like, (laughs) why me? Why am I chosen? But let me tell you, I have an album in my phone and I tell anybody to do this. Of all the folks who have DM'd me, emailed me, messaged me about transformation that they've had in working with me throughout the years. And anytime I start to have that feeling of I'm not chosen or why me, I go back to that album in my phone and I read the people that say they were able to build their six-figure, seven-figure business. I read the, the messages where people were like, girl, when I doubted myself, but now today. And so that allows me to overcome that imposter syndrome and say, no, I'm here for a reason. And there's no other Brittany Janine on planet earth that's going to give it to you the way that I'm going to give it to you. I love that. And man, there's so much truth in that. I know for me, even people were like, oh, did you always know you were supposed to be doing real estate? Or And I'm like, yeah. no, absolutely not. I just took it one step at a time. And I love that. For somebody, though, that's listening that they say, okay, she does already have, look at that. She has people who she's helped get seven figures, eight figures. So I don't want to compare myself to where she is today. But what did she do when she was just starting out to be able to even get that first client, that second client? What were those those tips that she was turning to when she didn't already have the album? 
Yeah. Let me tell you something. The the beginning, Brittany, felt like she had to look the part. Remember I told you I had to have the walkie-talkie the whole nine yards. And so I had the <laughs> I had the phone line. Thank you for calling such and such to reach such and such. And it was just <laughs> me. Why do we have dial one for this person? It's just Brittany going to answer every number that you dial. And so right. ultimately... I'm going to say, scale back. Don't, do not be afraid to use what you already have access to. A lot of times what we try to do is build this massive business based off of what we're seeing online. And this person does it this way, but no, back up and say, okay, in order for me to run this business, what is the bare end? We're talking about our newbies, people who are just jumping into this, right? right. What do I have access to? I have access to Google. I have access to my email. I have access to these drag and drop web platforms that are out there. I have access to social. Before you start saying, oh, build a database and I got to get this email marketing strategy and I got to get, no. What is the bare bones basics of what I need to run my business? And don't get caught up in the hype of what's happening on social media. Hey, what's up, Dream Builder? Have you been getting any value out of this episode? Would you like to get more exclusive content just like this delivered right to your inbox? If so, head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com and you can sign up for the email list and that will give you access to exclusive content and more interviews just like this that's going to be delivered only to our tribe. So head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. Let's get back to it. And a lot of the times we forget about all of the little things. We all just think, and I think the best way to compare it though, or is to even talk about it is when you talk about comparison, you can't compare yourself to someone else's 16th step when it's only your fourth step. Yeah. You just can't do it. And so for a lot of people, I love to go back because people that are pivoting right now, even if you've had a lot of success, but now you're thinking about making a mega pivot, as you said, right? Now, all of a sudden, it's like reinventing, but I just don't even know where to start. And I think that's where a lot of people stay stuck because they have the fear more than the the belief that it'll work out on the second side. Like, it's so crazy. So for somebody that says, "Okay, I I love what she's saying and I got some things and I want to get started with coaching. But how would I even go about finding my first client for you? Talk about when you first decided that you were going to start coaching. How did you figure out how to even get that first 10k a month yeah can we back up because absolutely let me me first tell you i teach business in four parts right business branding finance and marketing okay Mm -hmm. and so what i find is a lot of entrepreneurs jump straight into branding their business the visual aspect okay what is my website going to look like what am i going to wear to my photo shoot what's my logo going to look like and that really at the end of the day isn't the core of your business. Yes, it makes it stand out. Yes, it makes it memorable, but you got to back up and you got to roadmap your way forward before you get to branding. Mm -hmm. When you build the visual aspect of your business, it's not about yourself. It's about the person that you're trying to attract. So you have to say, okay, I can't even build this visual aspect until I actually know, let's take it back to that brand definition, my what, why, how, and my who. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then when you have that solidified, then you can move forward in those pieces. Okay. Now, when it comes to those different parts, they all work together. They marry each other. So you can't do business in a way without doing branding and you can't brand and not be able to market it. Okay. Right. So for anybody, I'm going to always say, start at the core, start at the foundation and then build from there. Okay. Got it. Got it. I love it. I love it. There's so, there's so much value. And so once I've developed that, and let's say that I want to help 
new entrepreneurs, right? I want to help new entrepreneurs. Where would I start to even go find these clients? Am I instantly running Facebook ads to try to find them? Am I jumping into a a group to try to find them? Am I starting out local to get a couple of wins from people who already know me? What does that look like? Yeah. So the good thing to do here is I I find that, and I I saw a stat, was it yesterday? It was like one out of five businesses ask for feedback or ask their audience questions. And so ultimately it's really about surveying the world or surveying the folks that do follow you, surveying the people that you do want to work with and figuring out what their problems are. Okay. And then figuring out what you have to offer that's going to solve those problems specifically. And then once you can start talking that language, this is marketing. Once you start speaking that language, then you're actually attracting the right people that actually say, oh my God, I'm triggered. I I have this trigger and I feel like this person is the one for me. And so you can't attract the person that you want to work with if you don't know where they are on and offline. If you don't know what their lifestyle is, what do they, where do they live? Where do they shop? What do they do in their free time? Do they have kids? Do they have disposable income to even afford the services that you have to offer? So you really have to dig deep into who those people are. A lot of my folks, especially when I was working with my newbies, I would say, talk to me about the dream. If this person walked in your office today and you said, oh, man, I got to land her or him. Who is right. that? Okay, let's write it down. Now, why? What does this person, where does this person live? Where do they shop? What do they do in their free time? Okay, let's go, let's go stalk them a little bit. Where are they at online? Where are they having the most engagement? Are they the person reading Wall Street Journal when, when they wake up in the morning? Or are they on Facebook or Instagram immediately? Are they looking at finance tips? So you really got to tap into the person that you want to work with before you can say, oh yeah, I'm going to make my first 10K. No, it doesn't work like that. You got to do some research. Man, there it is. That's a nugget in itself, right? Once you do all of that research and where they hang out, just like what you said, where they hang out. Because then once you know that and the interest that they have, it's common interest. People like to be around like-minded people. So if you find one of them and you break into that circle, boom, now they're going to refer you. And that's how business even becomes even easier. Because once you find one doctor, if that's who you're trying to find, or once you find one loan officer or a real estate investor, yeah. They just keep going and it becomes a snowball effect. This is definitely great information. So somebody that's listening right now and they say, okay, I love the fact of where she is right now and how much conviction and confidence that she has. But if she could take it back and when you first got started, and I know here's the way I always say this, because for a lot of people, they say I wouldn't change anything. And the reason being is because that got them to where they are. But knowing what you know now, how much wiser that you are, if there was one thing that you can change going back or yeah. one thing that you wish that you would have implemented sooner on your journey to accelerate to your dream of where you are now, what would that one thing be? Yeah, that's so good. I'm going to say I, I would change something. Okay. And uh, it would be, I would stop showing up and being what I thought people wanted me to be. And to be honest with you, the beginning days, I wanted to show up based off of what I saw other people liking online. And so if influencers, are, they're doing these shoots and all that, then I got to do these shoots. Right. If they're dressing this way, then I guess I got to dress that way. If their websites look like this, I guess my website has to look like that. And it, and along that journey, I was losing this girl Who you were because I was trying to be everything that I saw people liking. And so guess what? I was leaving a bunch of people. They weren't getting served because I wasn't showing up as myself. And so if I could tap back into that girl, I'd say, hey, girl, 
Go be yourself. You don't got to be that. There's some people over here waiting for you to show up just the way you are, loud, rambunctious, whatever it is, you but know? But it's you. But That's it's the me. thing. It's you. And it's me and people take to that. People see when I'm myself, people say, oh, I can see my little myself in her a little bit. But it took me having to actually show up as I know that's so cliche. But to be honest with you, I legit had to tap into who is Brittany Janine and not being afraid of showing up as that fully in my business, not code switching, not having to figure out, oh, I got to, okay, this person, no, this is, this. you're going to get me like this on a podcast. You're going to get me like this when I was working in the White House. You're going to get me like this in the Pentagon. This is right. who I am. And that's so, it's very powerful. And I wish that there was a better way to say it, right? Not that's not a great way, but I feel like for so many people, the toughest way, the toughest reason why it's so hard for so many people to show up is because we live in a world of consumption and we're constantly consuming and we're trying to figure out how to create, but there's so much more to consume. And when you're consuming 15 different things, and just like you said, everybody's doing a photo shoot. Everybody's got the nice car. They, and some people don't even understand that they rented the car for the photo shoot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so true. They out there, they're like, oh, they got the car and they got the photographer. This is, yeah. They stay with that. And, and so it's just so crazy. And so again, it's at the core, having a group you talked about early on, having relationships. And it's so core to be able to have people around you that will check you because they knew you before you started on this dream with this ambition that you wanted to go out and impact a million or a billion yeah. people. Yeah. Right? There's people that really still know you that's like, listen, I remember when your hair wasn't done, you yeah. came to my house sitting on my couch. And, and so all of those things are so powerful to keep around you. My question to you is, what would you say has been your biggest needle mover in terms of relationships from where you started to where you are today? And so to make that even more simpler, mm -hmm. I guess... The best way that I could put it is, is there anybody in your life that you thought would stay with you, but they no longer are because they didn't fit your vision or because they hindered where you were trying to go? Yeah, that that, that just made me a little sad. No. <laughs> but you know what? Yes, there are some folks. I'm a believer that everybody can't go where God's taking you. That's just my belief. And and it's not necessarily that maybe there were naysayers or anything to that effect. It's just that sometimes you enter into a space that can't even be explained, right? You would find yourself trying to seek validation all the time from people who will never get it, even today. So at that point, it's called shedding. You got to shed. That doesn't mean that I don't wish you well. That doesn't mean that I don't want the best for you. That just means that on the journey that I'm in, I'm on right now, you just can't go. So yes, there are some people that I've had to uh, shed. There's some business partners that I've had to let go because, man, we're moving in different directions and that's okay. doesn't mean that I want any, Ill, I wish you ill will. It's just the fact that, hey, we're on different paths. So yeah. yeah. I love it. And the reason why I said that was obviously not to get you emotional, but I feel for a lot of people, just that word, it's hard for them to shed. And one thing that I always tell any of my people is it's very hard for you to heal in the same environment that makes you sick. And we all want to go to that next level, but we keep finding ourselves surrounded by the same people with the same limited minds. And there's a saying out there that says the quickest way to kill a dream is to introduce it to a small mind. 
And so you have to be protective of your dreams, of your ambitions. And for somebody listening right now and they're hearing all your inspiration, they say, man, I love her. Like, where can I find? But then when they get, when this podcast ends or they stop watching this, then all of a sudden they go talk to something. They'd be like, what? That's And so they have to be able to be like, no, this is what Brittany was saying. Everybody can't go. No, I I can't allow my, it's okay. I have told you, I see where you stand right now. Hopefully we can reconnect in the future, but it's. You're not with me right now on this journey. And you know what? I would I want to speak on this a little bit because I remember times where I would try to like force people to to get my idea. You don't understand how and if they and and they're like, and I'm like, well, what does it matter if they if this particular person gets my idea or not? You know what I'm right. saying? At the end of the day, let me just grind out on my idea, make it a thing, and then okay, maybe we can talk about it. But at this right. point, like why I used to find myself, especially. I, I didn't. I didn't get rid of my mom. I love my mom. I love love, love my people. The older generation, my mom still probably does doesn't know what I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think she sell drugs on the low. Yeah, but a lot I know. Of people yeah, man, can get you see? Six figures. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but I used to find myself trying to like, don't you get it? But at some point, you're like, you know what? She can see <laughs> that right. what I'm doing works. No, that's so powerful. Has there been any book or podcast or something that you continuously turn to in terms of just leveling up your mindset? And the reason why I ask that is because I know for a lot of people, they ask their question about books. But what I came to find is I stopped asking those questions to my guests because just like you, I felt like it was cliche. But then I was getting a lot of people when they were giving me feedback on how they love the podcast, them, just me being an active listening, they're bringing up. I love when people talk about their favorite book or that. And I was like, I read so many books that it's like, it doesn't matter. So it's those minuscule things that we often forget about. But if you're listening to who you're serving, your audience, they're going to tell you what they need. And so when I heard that enough times, I was like, yo, I got to bring that back. And so I want to hear like from a bright, so much insight, the w- the wisdom that you give, like, what do you turn to? Yeah. To be honest with you, I'm all about mindset. And so a lot of what I listen to stems from that. Okay. So I'm, I'm heavy on therapy for black girls. I totally believe in therapy. And so that's one I'm going to definitely throw out there because that's a book. It's a podcast and, okay. it's, a, and it's a website. So okay. you can go on there, find different um, episodes as it relates to entrepreneurship, just health, wealth, all of that. And, and that, that is key. Cause I feel like a lot of times, especially old, old, our older generations, they don't want us to talk about therapy and all of that. And so I definitely think that there's a lot of mindset work that goes into you showing up as an entrepreneur and showing up for yourself day after day. So that's one for sure. And one is not business related, but I love uh, relationship goals. And while you can, Michael Todd, and while you, it. um, it does talk about relationships, sort of speaking romantic, all that, but there are also ways for you to apply it in business as well. You know what right. I'm saying? And figuring out how you show up in relationships, how you can show up better things of that nature. So that's what I'm on right now. So mostly mindset work. I'm not right now reading like your biggest marketing guru book. No, I'm not doing that right now. But that's how you build the foundation, right? It takes 20 years, I would probably say. And it doesn't. uh, That's definitely an exaggeration. But I would say it's going to take at least a solid three to five years. If you're in a space right now to where you're like, I got to get out of this. I got to do more for myself. I got to do more for my family. I got to do more for those who come in contact with me. You have to first start working on you. And you can't have anything that you want in life without your mindset being in the right place. Yeah. Because you're going to have those small beliefs. And that kind of goes into my next question, which is there's somebody out there 
that is listening at this that are super inspired by you, but they have that little belief in their head or that little voice in their head is a better way to say it. And that little voice tells them that they're not strong enough, they're not smart enough, or maybe they just don't have enough resources. What's the one thing that you would leave that person with to get them to just take action? Yeah, I want to say that everyone has a unique set of people that's waiting on them to show up. Whether you feel as though you're smart enough, you're good enough, everyone is assigned a unique set of people, okay? And as long as you stay in that space, that unique set of people that's assigned to you will not be served. And so I always want my people to always tap into them. You can't see the faces, but just know there's a group of people that's assigned to you, to me, to whoever, okay? And if you can tap into actually seeing or envisioning those people, maybe that's all you need to be like, all right, today I'm gonna push past my limiting belief that I don't feel smart enough or that I don't look the part or I don't have the resources. So just know, like, You have to show up because not only to serve yourself, but there's somebody else that's waiting for you to show up in your gift as well. Yeah, I love it. And and why that's so powerful, because even if you say, I don't want to help other people, if you have kids, if you have younger brothers Uh and sisters, if you have nieces and nephews, they are still waiting for you to show up because every day they're going through the world and they're lost, right? Because even at the age of 30, 40, a lot of the times we're still looking at our elders or we're looking at somebody even that's right on the same path as us to give us a little bit of inspiration because the world, there's no true blueprint. You could try to go after what somebody else has done, but the reality of it is the circumstances will always be different. Yeah, Journeys are the same. So you look at what somebody else has done to hopefully gain a little bit of wisdom, gain a little bit of inspiration and gain a couple nuggets that then you can create your own recipe. No two recipes are the same. Even if you franchise from Chick-fil-A, it's close, but you might throw just a little bit of dab of the extra Cajun in there that they might not have put in the original. Yeah. What's, my, what's my husband say? He may have the recipe, but the sauce won't taste the same or something like that. It won't. <laughs> no one's sauce is tasty 100% the exact same. And I, I love Chick-fil-A no matter where I go. But you have to just think about that. So I think there's so much wisdom in there. This has been a phenomenal conversation as I knew that it would be from your energy the moment that you popped into the room. But the last question that I guess I just want to ask you is if you can look, let's just go 10 years from now, right? 10 years from now, what does your journey look like? Like, where are you in that 10 year from now space? What is the thing that you're doing that we're so proud of you for? Yeah, I tell my people, we, I make all my folks do vision statements. And so I say down the road, I will be a household name impacting thousands upon thousands of entrepreneurs, really navigate into their pivot confidently. Thousands. Mm-hmm. Like when people hear the word pivot, Brittany Janine is the bubble that pops up. That's, That's the it. girl. That's the girl. I love it. I love it. This has, again, been phenomenal. Where can people who want to stay connected with you, where can they find you at? Of course, you can visit me online at BrittanyJanine.com. But what I'm going to tell you, you got to come on Instagram because every Tuesday I do something called Tell It Tuesday where I'm bringing truth to you about business and entrepreneurship. So definitely follow me on Instagram at BrittanyJanine. Got it. We'll definitely make sure that we put all of those links in the show notes. And if no one else has told you today, I want to be the first one to say thank you. And I appreciate you. 
And remember, Dream Nation, just as she said, you have to show up. You have to show up not only for yourself, but for those people who are waiting because you have a dream. And if you don't take action to show up, that dream will only merely be a fantasy. That's all for this one. We'll catch you on the next one. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. That's where you're going to be able to find all of the resources that we talked about in today's episode, as well as more exclusive content. And you'll also be able to sign up to our email list where we have more exclusive content. And we always love to hear the feedback from you all because you're our tribe. So remember, in the dream we trust, we'll see you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.